Good morning. I don't know what the fuss about being 70 is. You're only a Wayne. <laughs> Just remember, you can make the love to 120. And the light of eternity, you've hardly begun. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Um, it's nice to be with you this morning. We're going back on our Corinthians series. So I'm just going to read there. Uh, 1 Corinthians <clears throat> chapter 6. Dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to law before the unjust, and not before the saints? Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? There are six, do you not know is in this? That's the negative way of saying, you surely know. The saints will judge the world, and if the world be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? No, you know it, <laughs> or you know jolly well. We should judge angels. How much more things that pertain to this life? If then you have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who at least esteemed them in the church. I speak to your shame. Is it so that there's not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between the brethren. A brother goes to law with brother, and that before the unbelievers. Now therefore, this is utterly a fault among you, because you go to law with one another. Why do you not rather take wrong? Why do you not rather suffer loss and be defrauded? Nay, you do wrong and defraud and that your brethren. No, you not, know <laughs> or rather, you know well, that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves of mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor violence, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Meats for the belly and belly for the meats. But God shall destroy both of them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord. The Lord for the body. And God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise up as also with his own power. Know you not that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know you not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For two, saith the Lord, shall be one flesh. 
For he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin a man doth is what is without the body. But he that commits fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. I may be glad I've listened to the reading of his word. I was kind of reluctant to speak on it. I was having a wee struggle, you see, because I couldn't see you going to court too many with one another. And I certainly didn't think there was a lot of fornication about here. But, you know, the word is for the wider church, and unfortunately we can't always say that about the wider church. But the reason I was struggling with it, and didn't want to speak on it, was I was struggling with a prophetic word, wee words stirring in me, you see. It's necessary for the church to be led by the Spirit. Revelation says here what the Spirit is saying to the church. It's important that we are led by the prophetic, by the Spirit of God. If we're not being led, we're not going anywhere. We'll just sit and cut the grass every week. The word of the Lord to the church today, the whole church. When God speaks, he speaks to the church. And when he says to the global church, he says to the local church. Because we are the church. And the word of God to the church today is turn, my people. Turn. Return to me, my people. And that's the heart of God. And that was when I was thinking, well, you know, <clears throat> I then discovered before I got to the end of my, my thoughts that, that Paul was saying exactly the same thing in Corinthians 6. This COVID uh, pandemic, you know, has produced a drought. We've all suffered over the past two years, 18 months, two years, restrictions. We can't go to the nightclubs anymore. We can't go to the pictures anymore. <laughs> the restaurants were shut. Um, activities were curtailed. And the whole nation was suffering restrictions and drought. It was a bigger drought. It brought about a spiritual drought. The wells of refreshing had been dried up. Churches were closed. Friend means were stopped. Fellowship in yours were ceased. Pensioners' luncheons were stopped. Corporate prayer meetings were stopped. We were restricted. And people got discouraged. Dried up. The Bible talks about it, it said, it's a dry and thirsty land. The ground's cracked. Many get disillusioned. Many gave up. There's people who have not been to church for two years and have no intention of going back. There are fellowships that are not going to reopen. They've just given up. People have got discouraged and low. And it's the time of drought, especially. And I want to tell you this, you know, God was with us in the drought. God never forsakes. In the first Kings 8, Solomon dedicating his temple. 
Lord, it says, when I dedicate this building to you, when the people turn to this temple and pray in your name, and there's a whole list of categories of calamities. When they're torn by war, when they're struck by pestilence, when the land is desolate, when there's famine, when there's drought. Lord, and they turn to you and cry, will you hear? God made covenant. God says, yes, yes. When they turn to my temple and pray in my name, I will hear and I will deliver. God never forsakes his people. All through the wilderness, when the church Israel went to wonder for 40 years, you know, isn't that the same? You know, if they'd been obedient to the word of God and got in and took the land, they would have saved us for 40 years. Instead of delivering, God said, well, you know, you were fearful for what would happen to your children. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give the children the blessing that you would have. And you shall wander for 40 years until that this generation passes away. But he went with them. He went with them in the wilderness. He stayed the course with them. It says the shoes didn't go down. The clothes didn't wear down. He gave them water in the desert. He went with them. Isaiah says, when the people are hungry, when your people dry up, when they're tearful and they're in drought, Isaiah 41 says, God says, I will hear them. Jeremiah says, Lord, when we're caught up in the drought, will you answer in the time? God says, yes, I will answer. He was with you all through the drought. He never stopped answering your prayers. He never stopped giving you your daily provision. He never stopped blessing you. He never stopped shielding you. He was there with you in the drought throughout. You know, after the drought, you've not been hearing me? You've been hearing me already. I'm not going to get Mike to dig in. After the drought comes the rain. Comes the rain. Elijah had created, says, Lord, I'm going to stop the rain. And there was a drought in the land for three and a half years. And then the lion comes and he says to everybody, Elijah is here. The drought's over. Go and tell him. Elijah is here. After the drought comes the rain. And every revival in the Bible, Joel, Josiah, Hezekiah, Ezra, it followed a time of desolation and drought and famine and hopelessness. And all followed the same pattern. God's word came to the prophet and the word was simply turn. Turn. If my people will turn. And the formula, if there's such a thing as a formula, or the format was the same. If my people will simply posture themselves, come back to me, I will bless. And that happens then. Ezekiel says, listen, sanctify yourselves. Sanctify yourselves. Rededicate yourselves. Ezra says, come rebuild the wall. Josiah says, reestablish the altar. Get back to worship. Make covenant. And it says the people wholeheartedly turned. They cleaned out the temple. 
They built the altar. They rebuilt the walls. They established their worship and brought their offerings. And God opened the window of heaven. You can revive the church by reviving yourself. Does his turn. Are you as zealous as you used to be? Are you as wholeheartedly dedicated as you used to be? Or has the world morphed in in you? And as Sheila says, you're more self-centered than Christ-centered. During this epidemic, when things are not there to keep you fresh, I used to say as a young Christian, you know, <clears throat> when I gave the Lord my heart, I gave him a diary. And it was often my diary that kept me. It's the fact that I had a meeting that kept me on my knees. It's the fact that I was the minister that kept me seeking his face. Where's your priorities lie? Why don't you stir up? Oh, just stir up the gift that's in you. Recharge the flame. Get back to your first love. They used to think, oh, the things I used to do, I do them no more. The sad thing is that that has gone full circle from abandoning your worldliness to the church not being as faithful in the things that you used to do. Remember the thing you kept? I'm going to tell you, the things you did as a discipline, you did to posture yourself for God's blessing. You did the thankfulness to him. And what happened? Comes in sweeping the spirit of the world and says, oh, we don't need you anymore. You don't need to cover your head and honor God. That's what happened. You don't need to keep the Sabbath. That's what happened. You don't need to go to church even. You, know, you can worship God in the whole course. And the worldly spirit morphs in. <laughs> and we become less separated. Less distinctive. No different from our neighbours. Same priorities. Get me through this week, Lord. Give us this, Lord. Get me there, Lord. Lost our first Lord, stir up again the spirit within me. David says, Lord, create me a right spirit. Push me afresh. For the heavens have become his palace. <laughs> you feel God's mood? You feel you're talking to the ceiling at times? You feel you're not being here? Let me tell you this. God never moves. We move. We drift. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's how we need to turn and come back. Lord, stir me afresh. Open my eyes afresh. Let me see your wonder. And that brings us back to your presence.
Tell us it. Back to the gospel. Listen, folks, it is important to be saved. The world thinks it's old hat. The world thinks it's not necessary anymore. The world thinks it's reverent. It doesn't even know what sin is. But why be reminded? The adulterer, the fornicator, the idolater, the wicked, the unrighteous, the covetous, shall not enter in. It's important to be saved. And then he says, listen, such for some of you. Such for some of you. Some of you are like that. This big body. But, but, you're washed. But, you're sanctified. But, you're justified. There's no longer any condemnation in Christ Jesus. Get out the doldrums and live in the victory. But Paul was saying as you've been washed, don't go back to the water. Don't get morphed into this society you live in. And it was a very promiscuous society. Corinthians was full of temple prostitutes. I was thought they'd done thing, the regular thing, they accepted the thing. They fornicate. What's this doing? Don't you remember? Your body is the temple. <laughs> Christ dwells in you now. And when you pray for this temple, God answers just as answers all this temple. He says, flee fornication. Turn. Get back to your third dedication. Remember the you used to do as young people? I was when I was a young person. Uh, I went to take a bus on a Sunday. And I lived in Grand Hill and had to walk to the city. <laughs> Things you drop off. Eh? They used to fast. I fast no more. They used to have all nights of prayer. I don't have them anymore. Did you love to get into the word and meditate? No, I just read the daily readings now. Did you witness? Oh, you couldn't keep me quiet one time. Now I've learned just to wait till people open up. That's for some of you, but now you are washed. Your body is the Lord's. Romans 12, 1. Present ourselves. A living sacrifice. Take me as I am, Lord. Let my body, <laughs> let my life glorify Christ. Do a fresh work in me. Jesus name. Romans 8 reminds us there's no condemnation in Christ. I want to tell you this, your slothfulness won't cost your salvation. It will diminish your joy in the Lord. It will diminish your victory on earth. And it will rob your reward in heaven. Lord, heaven. The law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. You don't need to be bound by the world's structures. You don't need to be bound or held fast by the world's rules. 
don't need to conform to the world. Live for Christ. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in them. Lord opened his eyes that he might see, and he saw the chariots of fire. You have not received the spirit of a bondage, fear. You have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. You're a child of God, living the good of it. God before us, who can be against us? I'm going to close in prayer, just to be now a prayer for reflection. So just bow your head. Lord, we repent this morning of our slothfulness, our indifference and lethargy. And as we bow before you this morning, we'd ask, Lord, help us again. Quicken us by your spirit. Stir up the flame, Lord. Let the fire fall. If we seek, Lord, to position ourselves to live for you. Let's take a moment, just give ourselves a fresh to the Lord. It reminds me of the old hymn of Billy Green, Just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to you. All I'm of God, I come. Just as I am, your love unknown has broken every barrier down. Now to be thine, ye thine alone, O Lamb of God, I come. Lord, read our hearts this morning. And as you committed to answer the prayers of Solomon's temple, hear the cry of these temples of the Holy Spirit. And come with your refreshing power. In Jesus' name.